You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My guest today, he's a professional wrestler. You might have known him in the WWE as Santino Morella, but today I'm speaking not to Santino, but the man, Anthony Corelli, if I'm pronouncing it correct. Anthony, am I pronouncing it correct? Perfect, yeah. How you doing, Anthony? Good, man, really good. How about yourself, Ephraim? I'm just hanging in there, man. Just um, It's supposed to be spring in New York City, but we're having like 30-degree weather, and it's still kind of cold, so I'm just waiting for the hot weather to come. Yeah, it's the same in Toronto, man. Toronto and New York have very similar weather. Oh, so, um, Anthony, um, just tell me about you know your career, how you got started in, in wrestling. You don't have to take me to childhood, but just tell me how you got involved in the wrestling business. Well, I wrestled in university at Concordia University in Montreal, and um, one of the guys on my wrestling team, his dad was in the WWF, and I remember when I found out, I was like, oh my God, my destiny just found me, and and, uh, that was it. So in the back of my mind, I always knew I was going to do it once I found that out. And then I, uh, you know, I graduated from university, I had to work a couple years in the workforce, and then we started, so I started a little bit late. I started actually pretty late. I started training at like 28 years old and uh, had my first match at 29. So a lot of people, you know, friends and family are thinking, oh, God, what's this guy doing? 29 years old, 5 foot 10. You know, he's just wasting his time. But uh, I was pretty confident. I knew that I had all the right attributes, you know, doing wrestling and judo and, and just being class clown and being a performer and enjoying the spotlight. So I had the right attributes, that's for sure. Um, well, even like when you was a child, though, did you like play with wrestling toys when you were small, or did, like you always had that athletic ability? Like when you were small, <coughs> like you was jumping around the beds or anything? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, every kid when I was in school, we, we, we wrestled during recess and lunchtime, and um, you know, we watched. Every Saturday, we watched wrestling on TV. The whole family sat around. And my family's a pretty big wrestling family. And my dad, my brother, even my mom and sister, they all, they all you know, we all watched wrestling around the TV all together. Oh, wow. Wow. So, um, everybody, everybody, even though, though, because my mother hated wrestling, she always say, oh, I don't like, I don't like that stuff, whatever. But your every member of your family enjoyed wrestling? Yeah, everybody had their own favorites. And it was actually one of the only times that the entire family would sit down together Everybody had their own their own interests, but one thing we all had in common was wrestling. So it was cool. Ah, oh, sweet, sweet. Um, um, another question. Um, how? Um, well, what what led you to WWE, or how? I would say, how did they discover you, or how did you discover it? Like, how did that come about? Yeah, so I moved to Japan first, and um, that that was my goal. My goal was to go there for four years, and. and and just wrestle there and then get as high as I can there. Hopefully they would hear about me back home and they would recruit me over back from Japan. But uh, I overstayed one of my tourist visas you know, while I was trying to get a working visa. So I was actually banned from Japan. <clears throat> and then when they banned me, uh, I went to OVW and just went down there, you know, as a student in the wrestling school. And... Um, 
I knew that it was a, it was a developmental territory if you got to the advanced class. So I just said, okay, I'm going to get myself, I'm going to work myself up to that advanced class, and then hopefully I'll be able to put myself in front of the right people. That's exactly what happened. You know, producers and agents came down, and uh, I got my opportunity to wrestle, and then I was on the radar, and, and they, they heard of me, and they knew me. And it's funny because the style that got me noticed was the style we were doing in Japan. And um, even though I got kicked out of Japan, I took that style, and that's what really put me on the map here with, with the WWE producers. Was that the character you portrayed of Boris Alex Alexov, was it? Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah. That was a combination. So I was doing that shoot, that shoot style wrestling, and then uh, Rip Rogers gave me the nickname uh, Boris. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, man. So everyone just kept calling me Boris. <laughs> and so my, my first coach in Toronto was John Koloff. So I took the Boris and the Koloff. And so first I was Boris Koloff. And then... Uh, Oh, yeah. ah, okay, okay. And um, who was the, was it um, always Danny Davis was the trainer? Um, the trainer for me, the majority of my time there was Rip Rogers and then Al Snow. I know, you hear so many different stories about Rip Rogers. He seems like a funny character. You have any funny Rip Rogers stories? Oh, uh, I have a million Rip Rogers stories. <laughs> he, he, he actually just came down to Battle Arts and uh, taught a seminar for my wrestling students. And, man... Every time, it's his second time coming down. Every time he comes and leaves, they're always like, can we get him back here? Can we get him back here? He just teaches you so much. Like, the guys in my school, that's like uh, high school, you know? Yeah. And uh, Rip Rogers is like a, a professor, you know? Yeah. You notice, like, some of the, like, in my opinion, some of the best teachers are always the enhancement wrestlers. You know, like, you know, because he was an enhancement wrestler in NWA for a long time, but he's one of, like, from what I hear, you know, I don't know him personally, but from what I hear when people talk about him, that he's really, really a good teacher. Well, he's made it a point to become uh, a very efficient teacher, so he can get someone in one year's time, teach them more than somebody that has to go around on the Indies and have all these matches, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Because he's self, he's self-taught, you know. He kind of talked his way into wrestling, and he he had to go out there and make every single mistake there is to make in order to learn what not to do. Um, so he he's boiled it down to to the most efficient way to get the most emotion and tell the most clear, concise story uh, in the ring when you're having your match. He's awesome, man. I mean, he's teaching these guys things that he taught me a long time ago, man. A lot of it because once you get on the on the road with the WWE, you kind of do your you know your trademark stuff that people want to see, and and um, you know there's not a lot of time sometimes on TV to have matches, so you you show up there over over prepared. You're, you're the best wrestler you'll ever be when you're training with Rip Rogers, and then after when you get on the road. Um, as your character of Boris um, Alexif, um, how did you incorporate it? Because um, uh, like I don't remember, like I know the name, but I don't remember seeing your work. Would did you have like the same Santino Morella mannerisms? But I'm saying I know you was more like a shoot wrestler, 
But how was? Oh, yeah, no, I was very different. I was. I never laughed. I never did anything funny. I just came, beat the shit out of people, and and uh, stiff shots, big takedowns, submissions. There, there was, there was, they were the polar opposites, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how? Um, um, what was the accent? Did you like? Did you like change your accent? As uh, did you do promos as Boris? Of course, I was from Russia. <laughs> Well, it's funny because the American people in that part of the, you know, Kentucky, they don't have a lot of exposure to authentic Russian accent. Yeah. So when I when I grew up in Toronto, a lot of my friends are from Croatia and Slovenia, and so we always had. I was always exposed, and my wrestling coach, they're from Bulgaria. So I made this mix mash of of uh, that kind of Eastern Bloc character, and uh, I had a lot of expressions and. I was able to, I actually would say things in Croatian. Oh, wow. People would uh, would think it was Russian, which is funny because Nikolai Volkov, he's actually Croatian, and uh, he played a Russian character too, so it's kind of interesting. Oh, wow. Um, how was your experience with uh, Jim Cornette? Oh, I didn't have any experience with him. Just that one time I met him when he slapped me, that was it. And that was it? No other interaction other than that? No, which is unfortunate because apparently he has a lot to, to, to teach and learn. And, you know, I'm sure I could have learned some, some cool things from him, but I didn't uh, have the opportunity to. He just lost his temper one time. And I was in the audience with my daughter watching the show, and I guess she thought I was supposed to be involved in the show or something. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And um, after being Boris, um, how did you make it to make your way to WWE? Oh, I was so so. I was on the OVW TV, and I was doing the house shows as Boris. And then I already got signed, so I went home for a few months to Canada. While I got my visa, and then I moved back down to Louisville. And while I was preparing, they called me one day, and they were going to have TV in Italy, and they said, "Can you speak Italian?" And I was like, "Sure, yeah." <laughs> and uh, I could not, 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 you know, I could, I couldn't, I could say some things in Italian, and I could pronounce it okay. It wasn't very good at the time, and but I was able to convince them that I could, and uh, I went out there, and and uh, I didn't have to speak too much Italian over the years, but I actually did learn to speak Italian a lot better over the years, and I was able to return and do uh, some interviews in Italian on on, on the radio. Oh, wow. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, did you have to, like, study Italian, or you, you just did Italian ad-libbing? Like, or did, did you have to, like, get a book and try oh, to... Oh, yeah. I was studying. I was studying with Rosetta Stone, with the Twitter, <laughs> and uh, it makes a big difference, you know, with, uh, you know, doing both at the same time. I was actually learning quite a bit of Italian. They were, they were impressed in, in Italy. Oh, um, and how was it like working with Umaga since in, in your big debut? How was that? Oh, Umaga's awesome, man. He's uh, he's just a great guy. I miss him all the time, and <clears throat> it, it was just a, a pleasure to be around. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of. You know, there's, a, there's always, like, a lot of depths to the wrestling business, and I know, you know, you guys have so many friends that, you know, passed on, and, you know, like, um, do you feel that, 
you know, the like the wrestling in itself that it should be unionized? Like, what's your, you know, every, everybody has their own opinion on that. What's your take on that? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not, I think we have it pretty good. You know, we get to travel with our buddies and we get to wrestle around the world. And, I mean, if somebody had a drug problem when he was a wrestler, I'm pretty sure he would have had a drug problem whether he was a plumber, you know. Mm. Um, um, they're just more publicized deaths, but there's, there's a pill epidemic in America, period. Yeah. You know, people are hooked on these pain pills, and, and um, I think it's just across the board a problem, but it's a little more public when it's a wrestler. And, it's, it's, and now it's news, right? Yeah. But uh, it's just a... Introduction of the wellness policy. I mean, there's nobody doing doing pills in the locker room now. Everyone's pretty pretty clean. Yeah. Um. And wrestling at Santino, you know, you was wrestling serious for a while, and then you 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 know, in a way, you turned comedic. Like, what was the transition from being like, uh, you know, a wrestler wrestler to being the comedy? Was it? What was you told to act like that, or does it? Uh, like, what was the whole story with that? Yeah, I didn't wrestle straight very long, only a few months, and basically I, the office didn't think it was it was going anywhere or it was working, so they kind of were giving me a, basically one last chance um, to become, uh, uh, you know, to get over with the audience, so they threw me into a heel, and just my delivery ended up being comedic, but, uh, and then, then we just took off from there. Oh, okay, okay. And then, um, you know, you had, you know, the Cobra, there's, there's so many Santino moments, it's hard for me to recall right at the moments, but, um, who did you enjoy working with the most, or who did you really click with? Um, I had some really good matches with Jack Swagger, like, over the years, on, on, uh, see, most of the good matches that, you know, people never saw, because they were on live events or European tours, um, as, uh, as a tag team, I had some awesome matches with Primo and Epico, um, really funny matches. Um, uh, we had some of Fandango near the end, we had some awesome matches. Um, but Jack Swagger and I definitely wrestled uh, once around the world, I'd say. Yeah. And then a lot of people remember you and um, Beth Phoenix. Um, how, how was she to work with? Beth is a pleasure to work with. She's very professional. She's one of the sweetest people you ever met. Hardworking, strong. She's she's just cool, man. It's funny because um, my real life fiance is kind of like my Phoenix a little bit. Yeah. She's like Polish. Best, best background Polish. My fiance's Polish. They're, my fiance's Jack. Best Jack. They're like the same height, weight, and both have blue eyes. And it's just uh, so. Uh, I told Edge that I said, hey, I got, I got a best Phoenix of my own now. <laughs> so so it's almost like art imitating life now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, um, and being in the WWE, you know, you got involved in um, Jingle All The Way 2. Um, how was being, being, you know, acting, you know, you, you act on wrestling on television, but how was it being a transition into reading the script and acting, you know, alongside uh, other actors? How did you like that experience? Oh, it was great, man. You know, being a um, pro wrestler, sports entertainer, I believe that you're over-prepared to be able to, to act because, yeah, we got to do it live on TV, one shot. And here you have multiple opportunities, multiple takes, 
there are different angles, and the editing is actually going to be carved, is going to carve up the movie in, in the post-production. Um, so I love that. I love the entire experience. Um, I look forward to doing more movies in the future. Is there? Do you have any scripts lined up that you're looking at, or is you have anything coming nothing, up? Nothing lined up. I'm kind of waiting it's just for my neck to kind of get better, and, and, uh, and that's where we're at there. But hopefully soon. Well, you um, you jumped the question, but I wanted to ask you how how are you feeling? Well, not very good. You know, um, I had the first surgery in, um, in in September, and it was starting to get better. And then um, I had this pain in my throat, and a couple of the screws came out. So we had to take out all the titanium. Oh my god! And, uh, yeah, and then I had a, definitely a big setback, and I was my, my my body was just cramping and spasming, and, and I wasn't able to train consistently, and it's been rough. So I haven't really trained the last couple of months. 2015 has been uh, I haven't been spending much time in the gym, but. It's time, I'm going to have to go and start from scratch from day one, and, you know, I'm talking the basics, you know, sit-ups, push-ups, squats, maybe some jogging, and I have to get herself back into shape. Uh, I don't know if my neck is ever going to be good enough to have a match, but just for, for everyday life, you got to be in shape, you know? Yeah. I know you retired at a house show. Um, tell me about it, because I don't know if it's online or not, but... Um, did you know at that match it was going to be your last match, and did you have free car blanche to let the audience know? Like, tell me the whole story that led up to that. Yeah, no, it's funny. That was blown out of proportion. Uh, I didn't retire. There was a house show in Toronto, and I basically just, uh, I wasn't medically cleared again for the third time because my neck. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted, I just wanted to talk to the people from Toronto and just let them know that if I'm never able to wrestle again, I just want the people from Toronto to know that I just, the only regret I have is that I was never able to be introduced as being from Toronto, because I'm, you know, I love, I love that city, and uh, I would have been, you know, it would have been nice to have been associated with, with being from there. Oh, wow. And after that, we were driving to Montreal, my girlfriend and I, and, and um, all of a sudden, my phone's blowing up saying, yeah, oh, you, you, uh, congratulations on your retirement. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> did, I, did I just retire? And I said, it was blown out of proportion. But it, it ends up, I, I don't think I wrestled since that speech. I may have had a match. No, maybe I didn't wrestle since then, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Because uh, it, was, it was even online. It was like on different wrestling websites. So I was like, oh, man, he retired? I didn't even know that. I said, like, why would he retire at a house show? You know, but... Yeah, no, well... The media likes to make it more juicy than it really is, right? I didn't really retire, but if the, if the headline said Santino talks about he might not come back, it doesn't mean it doesn't, it's, not, it's not exciting, right? Santino said he's not coming back, now it's worth reading. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I want to ask you, um, the big piece on your back is a beautiful piece. Um, what what inspired that, and is it does it have any meaning, or did you just want to get a back tattoo? Well, uh, when I was for years, I had just the eyes of a lion, and that's all I wanted. And then um, you know, kind of people would look at it and say, well, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh God!" So I had to <laughs> add a little more, and then people would look like, "Oh, are you starting a piece?" And like, "Oh." So I have to do more. It's <laughs> not a life of its own, but it's pretty funny. I never see it. It's always in the box. <laughs> 
<laughs> you ever thought about adding more to it, any more color, or that you're done with the back? You're good. Uh, maybe one day if I'm bored, I'll go spend some time and, you know, get to make. Yeah. Um, in, in the, well, in, um, do you watch any other wrestling besides WWE, or I don't, I'm not sure if you're still watching WWE now, but are you still watching any other, like, Ducha Underground, or TNA, or Ring of Honor? I don't, uh, I don't watch any TV, to be honest, because, um, uh, at my dojo, we, uh, we're open until 10, 10 p.m., I'll come home and maybe put on a, a, a movie, like a Netflix type thing, yeah. sometimes, just to, just to wind down before I go to bed, but yeah, I just, I listen to the news on the radio, on the car, and that's about it. Oh my god, you sound like an old man, you don't even watch Breaking Bad, or Better Call Saul, or nothing like that? No, I'm too... Tied up in my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you, understood. Um, tell me about your school, tell me about that. Well, it's a training facility that has, um, you know, full MMA training facility. We got awesome Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mm-hmm. Judo, wrestling, submission wrestling, kickboxing, Muay Thai, boxing. We have all like a full MMA program. And then we have a full strength and conditioning weight loss area. And then we have a pro wrestling area too, so... We got kids classes, we got, you know, at 6 o'clock Monday to Friday, it's like a family weight loss, fitness center, and then at 7 o'clock, the BJJ guys come, and then, you know, the kickboxers come later on, so uh, as the night progresses, it gets more serious, but um, it's just a pleasure to have, man, to see everyone growing and developing, and to see some of my students, um, you know, just getting better, and some of the kids, we have some kids that are awesome in judo now, judo's my first love, right, that's... That's what I did growing up, so yeah. uh, to see these kids getting good at judo, a man, it doesn't get better than that for me. Oh, so so your school is basically is a overall judo slash MMA slash wrestling? There's like different different methods? Well, yeah, I mean, as far as an MMA and pro wrestling school it, it, together, I got that idea from, from Japan. Oh, they had that in Japan? Well, that's where I trained at Battle Arts, the original yeah, Battle Arts. The original Battle Arts, okay. Well, was uh, in Japan, and all the pro wrestlers were training like MMA fighters, and um, there was just you know it wasn't so distinct. You know, it was there was an area of gray. It was like, and that's what we do. So there's there's WWE style pro wrestling, there's UFC, MMA, and then there's battle art style, which is the point where MMA meets pro wrestling. It's a, a unique style that we do that we we feel is the future of sports entertainment, you know? Do you have a, any, what particular style for you you think is the hardest to train since you're, you've trained in various styles? What what style is it that's the hardest that you ever trained? What style of what? Pro wrestling or MMA? You know, like, um, yeah, like pro wrestling, you know how there's the pro wrestling training and there's the MMA training. Which one do you think it's more effective or which one's more harder, I should say? Uh, well, I like to believe that they're kind of similar because if you look at if pro wrestling, if sports entertainment was real competition, it would basically be MMA. It would it, it would it would change and it would adapt, and mm-hmm. it, it used to be like that, you know. But the only thing there wasn't was punches in the face. But there were submissions and there was holds and there was takedowns. Um, there was you know there was striking, it just wasn't punching in the face. So so real professional wrestling is is MMA and. In essence. Mm-hmm, 
Um, also, um, do you, do you, ha- do you have like a, a, um, like a whole fleet of students? Like how many students do you have at the school, at the battle arts? Um, well, the pro wrestling class will probably have about 30. And then, um, you know, we got probably another 30 kids. And then we got, with our kickboxing and boxing and jujitsu, we sure we got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of our athletes there. It's just, it's, the school, the big thing is that it's, we have lots of parking, it's clean, it's big, mm-hmm. it's close to, uh, you know, the major highways, um, so it's really definitely user-friendly. Oh. Um, how hands-on are you since your injuries and everything? How hands-on are you at the, at the Battle Arts? On there all the time. Oh, all the time? <laughs> wow, wow. But do you get in the ring as well? Do you... Do you... Uh, I'll get in the ring to demonstrate something in slow motion, but I can't, I, I can't take bumps. And, um, you know, I'll blow the whistle and I'll break down the psychology of, of a match and, you know, I'll just talk to the students. Sometimes I'll get on the match for the kids' classes if I'm able to, if I don't have any meetings or whatever. And I'll uh, show some techniques and, you know, have the kids train. I, I yell at them and do their push-ups properly and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, let me ask you some, um, wrestling questions. Um, um, what's, I know it's been on ESPN by the time you've seen this, um, Brock Lesnar has a multi-year with WWE. How do you feel about that? What's your opinion on that? Oh, that's good, you know, uh, Brock is, 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 is definitely a draw, and at the end of the day, it's an attendance-based business, mm-hmm. and if he puts asses in the seat, everyone's making money, so that's good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then to get paid a uh, full-time salary on a part-time schedule is phenomenal. More power to him. You know? Amen. Um, he's able to put off. <laughs> I wish I could pull it off. <laughs> who knows? You, 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 you'll probably make your return one day, man. Bring back the Cobra, you know? Maybe. Oh, oh this, is, this is a question I wanted to ask anybody. Um, what does it feel like to have a, a toy slash action figure of yourself? Well, it's pretty cool, you know, when you first get to WWE, there's definitely some uh, milestones you want to hit. You want to see yourself in the uh, in the video game. You want to see yourself, you know, as an action figure. Uh, you want to see your first t-shirt. And there's all these cool things that take place. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, my parents got them up around the house, and I got some in my office and stuff like that. They're pretty cool. Oh, how about the video game? Have you ever played with yourself? No pun intended. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a video game guy, but uh, you know, I used to have it in my house when my friends come over. I just put it in and kind of show them. It's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I don't play so often. But it's, it's a good game, though, man. It looks so realistic. It's crazy. Yeah, so I'm saying, you know, every year when they have, like, you know, different years, like 2K and whatever, like the, the graphics and the, the, the moves get a little bit better, you know? Yeah, the, the games, uh, I mean, the future of video games are, I, I can't wait to see how sophisticated they're going to be. Yeah. Um, uh, any predictions for the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight? Man, I think, I, <laughs> I, think, I don't know, I think Mayweather, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, who knows, man, I'm definitely going to watch. Yeah. I know, are, are you going to pay the whole money or are you going to have some friends come over and everybody chip in 5 5 5 apiece? Uh, I'm gonna go to a bar. Go to a bar, yeah. That's that's even better to watch it, you know. One day the house get some wings or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Um, Santino, so um, what's if the people want to get a hold of you or get in touch, get in involved with the Battle Art School? Um, what where can they reach you at, or how can they get a hold of it? Uh, 
Yeah, check us out on Facebook, you know, uh, Battle Arts Academy. We got Twitter, Battle Arts MMA. Uh, the website is battlearthacademy.ca. So we're out there, definitely. You know, um, <clears throat> I often tweet stuff and kind of uh, tag Battle Arts in. So if you follow me at uh, Milan Miracle, at, at Milan Miracle, I, I, you know, you can definitely find some links to the, to the Battle Arts Twitter as well. Oh, and um, how are you enjoying California right now? Uh, it's nice. I'm fluent today. I love the mountains, you know. Uh, I'm going to try and get, drive down to Fresno and go check out some parks if I have time off. But I don't know if I'm going to have time off. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I love California. West Coast, uh, starting from, from Vancouver, you know, British Columbia, right down to Mexico. Uh, the West Coast is awesome. Um, have you ever, are you going to come to, like, the New York City area anytime this year, or? Um, if I'm, if I'm back on the road, I'm sure I'll be there in no time. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. Um, la, 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 um last question for you. Um, what does the ho the future hold for Anthony? Um, I guess, you know, I still got two years in my contract, so I definitely want to get involved in WWE and, and maybe be a manager. And I just want to see. Adlers continue to grow, and then once I don't have to be there so much, I can kind of do, do some other projects. You know, I want to have a talk show, maybe on the network, or maybe in Toronto, or something. So I definitely want to just get involved, and, and then down the road, who knows, politics. I want to, I want to, I want to make a real big contribution, you know, to, to, to the community, and I want to be a role model and inspiration for people, and, and just going to keep working hard to achieve that. Uh, also, um, you're still under contract with WWE. Yeah, yeah, still a couple of years. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, all right. I, I, um, um, I thought you was out completely. Oh, all right. I didn't even know that. You just, you just, you just blew a bombshell for me. So you have two more years left. Yeah, approximately two more years. Yeah, I just, not, I just not medically cleared to wrestle, but I'm, I'm still with them. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's great. So hopefully you get to at least they should have you in the freaking Marine. What the hell, you know? Yeah, who knows? Let me ask one. Oh, thanks a lot, Anthony, so much for giving me this time. I definitely appreciate it, and um, I wish you the best health. And hopefully, I'll see you on the TV soon, sooner than later. I should say. You got it, man. Thank you very much. All right, thank you, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate it. Goodbye. Bye, bye. And that was Anthony Corelli, a.k.a. Santino Morella on the Atomic Podcast. Um, he, right now, I, he just blew my mind because I didn't even know he's still on the contract. So he should be coming back when he's healthy, hopefully soon in the near future. Um, like us on Facebook. Um, you can find us on Twitter, um, The Atomic Podcast. Um, this is Ethan Guzman, once again, signing off.